the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. On 9.30 a.m., The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and your calls, 210-308-8867, or uh, come on out here to Millburgers and ask your gardening question in person. It's a pretty day, slight breeze, don't know the temperature, uh, but it's a pretty day with all the sunshine. Not in the 90s yet, I don't think. I wouldn't think so. Here, I'll check... uh, well, I'll give the phone number out I, again. I think, I think we've got a 1% chance of rain, Milton. Oh, of how much? Uh, about all the way up to one-tenth. It's 87 right now. 87, there you go. So a 1% chance, according to meteorologist <laughs> Dr. Jerry Parsons, yeah. 1% chance of rain today uh, well, uh, of a, a tenth, tenth of an inch. A tenth of an inch. Rainfall amounts in and that, possibly a tenth of an that'll inch. That'll be scattered. In fact, you may not even notice it. Yeah. <laughs> it may be so scattered. It may not get out of the clouds. Yeah. Uh, yesterday looked more like rain than today does. Yeah. All right. So uh, I, I, I don't think it's supposed to rain any time this week. I have some questions. Uh-oh. All right. We have some answers, don't we, Kevin? Woohoo! Yeah, we can... Uh... I was going to say we can make up the answers. <laughs> I, w- I won't know the difference. <laughs> All right. Okay. Question. What happened? Uh, what happened? Uh-oh. I think my uh, there. That might nope. It didn't no. Help. I can't hear Did it. Did you go off? No, Can you hear me? No. Really? No. You unplugged something. I didn't. Uh, let's see. I don't know what happened. Hello. All no. right. Well, Al, are you still hearing us? Uh, Al, you'll have to tell us if you're still hearing us. <laughs> okay, Al. You, okay, I don't know what happened. That's I can weird. see your lips. There you go. Moment. There you go. Back. It's all for one plug. All right. <laughs> so, the, so the, so the natural forces have interfered in, yes. in your ability to answer those questions. Now here's the question. So let's talk fire spike for a moment. Okay. I so, love that plan. I know you do. So this will be good. But you're, you may not be happy with... Uh, you better not have killed it. Didn't kill it, but we kept it indoors. Okay. And when the summer okay. came, we just kind of were... Oh, this was from last year? Yeah. This spring? Yeah, so it's nice and big. Oh, great. But it's, we don't have any blooms. Great. And it's kind of droopy. Um, so it's a, it's a, we put what size pot is it? Oh, um, I'm trying, probably about a three-gallon. A number one, a number three? Number three. Sorry, <laughs> I apologize. A number three. For you pot aficionados out there, that's a number three, not a three-gallon. There's no chance it's got too much water. Yeah, it could. Uh, Laura, Laura's the waterer, and she says, "Yeah, I can't seem to find the right balance between." Well, there's, there's kind of kind of a uh, shift at that uh, one time in the year when 
takes a lot of a lot of indoor plants take less water. Yeah. What? Uh, why don't Why don't you have you got a place that gets more? Than what do you say? Is that a monarch? Looks like a monarch. Uh oh, we may have a monarch oh, sighting. Right. We may have a monarch sighting. Do you have the monarch music ready? Yeah, Al's going. Uh, yeah, you could have warned me about this. Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> we are happy to report a monarch at Millburgers. A monarch <laughs> at Millburgers. Woohoo! All right, that's one. Yeah, and then we saw the uh, black swallowtail. Yeah, we need and, to keep a list and a going. Fritillary was here too. So. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a little list thing that we can. I'll make a spreadsheet. Like, uh, we, like uh, we do did with the birds. Yeah, there you go. All right, so I will make the spreadsheet in a minute, but uh, we'll put one monarch and one swallowtail. Black swallowtail. Black yeah. swallowtail. And then one golf fritillary. Okay. You may have to email me this. I'm not sure I'm going to remember. <laughs> so the the, uh, the fire spike. Has it been in the same pot all summer? Yeah. Okay. And it's a three-gallon pot? I yeah. Mean, number three? Uh, approximately pot. a number three. Okay. Uh, in pot, It was in potting mix, right? Yeah. Okay. And when she, after she waters it, it perks up, but then it droops again. Yeah, it just it's like it's okay. Well, I don't know. It may be, uh, it just <laughs> maybe continual state of droop. Oh, I would uh, maybe investigate either cutting the root ball back. Okay. And and you don't see any little uh, no buds on the top. Are we at a better time to put it outside? Yeah. Okay. If you could find uh, uh, more uh, morning sun and afternoon, afternoon shade. shade. And uh, Okay, we might be able to, yeah. Go, well, what do you mean you might be able to? <laughs> Somewhere we have morning sun open, and afternoon. <laughs> open the door and put it out. Yeah. Uh, now, it'll it'll take full sun in the, in the winter. Okay, yeah, but that's why y'all were. But it's when it gets hot in the afternoon. That's that's a problem. Well, and I remember y'all said like a pecan tree was the perfect thing to put it under because in the winter, yeah, there you go. It defoliates, so it gets lots of sun, and in the summer and spring, it refoliates. Look at this, guys. What? 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 You got another one? No, oh, the, the three little kids. Oh, okay. Uh. I thought you saw another <laughs> butterfly. All right. Anyway, uh, so we will take your monarch reports too <laughs> at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What's that? Uh, anyway, uh, knock it out. Of okay. The pot okay. And uh, and split the sides of the root ball. Just kind of with like a knife thing where yeah, you cut a them. Knife uh, about in four places around the pot. Okay. And uh, then put some new potting mix in there. Okay. And then uh, you say it doesn't have any buds? Is it, has it got it, a it lot? Ha- it had, no, it did have them. Has it got a lot of foliage? Yeah. Droopy foliage, but a lot Droopy of Droopy foliage. Okay. Uh, let's let's cut that foliage in half. Oh, oh my goodness. Take a, take a third of it off. Okay. That's going to be heartbreaking. <laughs> well... And then every time you water it, water it with a water-soluble fertilizer. Okay. Like miracle Grow or something. Okay. Because you've still got time with the uh, fire spike for it to initiate bloom spikes. And, oh, good. And grow and bloom this fall. Okay. 
and uh, if you cut it, if you cut it back a little bit, it'll uh, it'll uh, branch out more and have more blooms this winter when you'll protect them. Okay, I have a plan. I'll tell you how it goes. How does it go? No, no, no. The plan is oh, oh. the plan is to cut a third <laughs> off, pot, take it out of the pot, cut the roots a little bit, yeah, uh, put it back in the pot. You, yeah. didn't, you didn't tell me that. I just assumed that. Oh, you're something, man. <laughs> you're catching on to this stuff. I really stuff. am. Uh, let's see. And then uh, we're going to put it outside. Yeah. And then uh, in morning the shade. Sun, morning in the sun. shade. Oh, basically. all shade? Well. Not the morning sun anymore? Yeah, you can have morning sun. Okay. Maybe a little, little, little bit. A little bit of sun. All shade won't hurt it either. Okay. Yeah. That's the plan. And then uh, the fertilization is an important thing. Okay. Notice I didn't mention Osmocote. No. I mentioned Miracle Grow. Miracle Grow, yeah. And being in your yard, it's going to be a miracle. It's going to be a miracle. All it right. needs a miracle. It'd be truth in advertising with Miracle Grow. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, see. We have Jerry on the line. Really? Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Go Hi, Jerry. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Jerry. Sorry about that. I got to give the number. Or Jerry okay. gets mad. <laughs> that Jerry gets mad. That's right. What's going on? Um. I've got a plumeria. Well, I've got two of them. How do you re, uh, propagate those things to get more? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> Just break a, break off a chunk. Yeah. You, you, uh, you quite know, often when you're ma- messing with them, yeah. you, you, you'll end up with more. <laughs> every, every, oh. every, every piece of the, the wood and stem. That stalk. Yeah, has potential to... Uh, to reproduce another plant. Did yours bloom? Okay. Has yours bloomed? Half, half of the plant did. A little the bit. The top of the plant did? did? Well, yeah. it, one side did on the top, but okay. only one half of it made. It was a, it was pink, and it only bloomed on one side. Last year I had, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. And the leaves turn yellow, and a lot of them fall off. Am I watering it wrong? Yes. Uh, okay. If it, is, is it outdoors or? Yeah, it's on the uh, front Pat, porch. On the front porch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, it's in a, a large container, right? Yes, it's very large container. <laughs> okay. Uh, as hot and dry as it's been. Um, how often have you been watering it? Mm, every two or th- um, maybe every three days. Uh, and it's been in that pot for several years? Yes, probably about three years. And yeah. then I have a younger one that's in a smaller pot. That but this leaves doesn't, doesn't turn yellow, has it? No, it does it too. No, it does it too? Yes. Well, it could, it could be those things are, it's so, been so hot and dry that uh, you might probably need to water them every day. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Because, and maybe it gets, uh, yeah. Yeah, dry, it's drying out. The root Or I don't is. give it enough at one time. Well, did, does it, the water come out the bottom? I mean, the, the uh, yeah, it does. It comes out in the saucer. Yeah. It's Sounds like you're, gi- you're giving it a, enough each time. But uh, 
Okay. That's just generally more how often. we measure it. Yeah. Um, okay. But if it's it's you know it's a well-drained potting mix and it's in a, Do they need to be fertilized? Um. Yeah. You know, I think. Yeah, they don't, <laughs> Uh, why, why don't you use some uh, Osmocote on them in, in the I spring? have Osmocote. Yes, Good I girl. do. Good <laughs> girl. But yes. uh, well, right now, right now, uh, you need you need, you haven't got time for Osmocote to take effect. Okay. Because it 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 uh, you know it releases over a three to five month period. Right. So, Last winter, in the winter before, it spent the winter in my spare bedroom. So I guess that's <laughs> where it'll be this year, too. Well, that's a good girl. You yeah. Turn the heat up a little bit on it, right? Yeah, because those things, those are, kind, they're tropical and they'll die if it gets cold. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything below 45 degrees uh, oh, dear. can damage them. Okay. Uh, but anyway. One year, uh, <laughs> yeah. As far as propagating them, like Calvin says, if you start messing with them or moving them in or something like that, you inevitably break off a piece, uh-huh. maybe, maybe a large piece. So you you just break it up into pieces like, uh, what, 12, 14 inches long or shorter, a little bit shorter. Uh, and... Uh, Cut, you cut the leaves off of it, of course, uh-huh. and uh, store it in a warm, uh, a dry place, warm, dry place. In the in the Rio Grande Valley, the people that grow, they they store those things, break them up in into section, and store them like cordwood. So and you they, don't have to pot it right away. Oh no, you. And in fact. Uh, it's better not to pot them right away. And now it, with it, winter it, coming it, up, yeah. It let it lets them heal heal over during the winter. Okay. All right. So I might. Then, now, and you, when you, would be a good time to pot it? Next spring? Yeah. Uh, probably April. You're here in San Antonio, okay. right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Near probably, Bannock. Probably yeah. a- okay. April. <laughs> Okay. And they'll right. come right up, and you'll have more than you bargained for. More than I, more than I want. <laughs> <laughs> but they they okay. root real, real easy. Okay. What, what color right. color is yours? Mine's pink. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, it is when it does bloom. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank, thank you. you Good luck. Bye bye. Uh huh. Thank you. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. Off to a good start, so give us a call, 210-308-8867. We have one monarch sighting. Ours, we so we sighted one monarch. Yeah. Has he come back yet? We, do we count that as two when he comes back? How are we going to know if it's the same one or not? Oh, he'll signal us. Will he? Same guy. Yeah. Already counted. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Oh, we should go to the okay. butterfly garden and see if there's yeah. any in there. Mary was just in there. <laughs> still, oh, I wonder if Mary saw her. Still a lot of the snout noses or something around. Yeah, and then uh, lots of sulfurs. Oh, is it? Maybe the sulfurs is what I'm seeing. The yellow ones. Yeah, the, yeah. they're about the same size as the yeah. snouts. Yeah. Okay. But the uh, the snouts got more, oh, uh, more 
coloring and design on them, and the sulfurs are just mostly yellow. Yeah. Oh, okay. 210-308-8867. Let's take the opportunity to take a quick break while you call us at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 M. Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer, just a reminder, we still are in stage two. And uh, the thing that's different is the enforcement of the water restrictions and stuff. They've gotten stricter uh, enforcement out there. So unlike Jerry, who thinks getting a citation is a good thing, <laughs> when you get yours, you... If um, they frame it. No, they're not going to frame it. They're going. <laughs> you're going to be disappointed in it. It's going to cut into It could cut into your Keynes money. <laughs> um, I know. See, that, that got your attention, didn't uh, yeah, it? Yeah. All the... right. So if you go to, uh, you know, you can still do the watering once a week based on your address from 7 to 11 a.m. and from 7 to 11 p.m. And uh, you can find your uh, address and your watering day very easily. In fact, I'll give it to you. Zero to one, zero or one, Monday, two or three, Tuesday, four or five. That's me, Five. Wednesday. There you go. That's why I did that. <laughs> Six or seven Thursday, eight or nine Friday. Those are the days that you can water. Uh, and, uh, of course, you can hand water any day. Thank you very much, Calvin. Yep, you sure can. So there's lots of options uh, to uh, have a, a good yard and to avoid those fines. For more information, go to saws.org forward slash stage two, and you'll find all the rules and regs so you can keep up with them. All right, 210. Can you use drip irrigation? Drip irrigation you can do on, uh, on your day. every day, but you have to oh. do it in the... Uh, oh, in the time. Yeah, 7 to yeah. 11. Every day. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Calvin sure knows a lot about that. And he's something. It's like he was a part of it. <laughs> yeah, there's something in my, hey, my far yeah. memory. Memory, something like yeah. that. You ought to be very proud because... Uh, what you accomplished was not necessarily welcomed. It was, but it was <laughs> really well. That's well, not true. Overall, it was. Uh, but but yeah, the, here, you did here in San Antonio. Yeah, that, it was. It was a, but you uh, are, you did have to find compromises and stuff so yeah. that we. Well, we had you know. Let's see. We had the industry. Yeah. Had the, had the gardening volunteers all mm-hmm. over. Uh, we had elected officials. Yeah. Oh. Um, so it, it was, uh, everything kind of fell into place. Well, other cities, all those parties were, were clashing. But, yeah, ours other. came together. Yeah, ours figured out that, hey, if we don't have adequate water, we're not going to have decent landscapes and we're not going to have a good life. Did you say yeah. something that didn't? That they, people didn't complain? Is that what you said, Mr. Calvin? Well, no, no, people complained, but people gave a lot of... Uh, Input and uh, got used to making compromises. Oh, okay. And w- <laughs> it's a, when you don't have better answers, then, uh, the, you know, to their credit, our, our, our citizens and everybody yeah. we mentioned said, 
Well, I guess that's all right. I can't think of anything better to do, you know. <laughs> and we need the, we need to protect our landscapes, but we also need uh, to protect our water sources. So. Well, and the cool thing too is that this has become a model for other cities now that are facing what we were facing a number of years ago, and so they uh, they copy San Antonio, which is again a, a testament to the success of the program. So you know, I remember as you get older, you tend to put a positive spin on things, Milton. Have you seen this yet? Uh, <laughs> well, I remember in one one meeting where Jerry was a pain in the butt. Uh, yeah, wait okay, a minute. There, there, so you, apparently you remember right, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, they had these town hall meetings. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess they called town hall meetings. But they were, it was out at, <laughs> off of, uh, they were, had, had one at, the, I think that was a, Saul's headquarters out there off of uh, old Coliseum Road and where Coliseum Road runs on 37. Now it's, anyway. Okay. And we had a room full of people and they were mad as hell. You remember that, Calvin? I do. And then, did, did Jerry and, do anything to, no, no, to no, no, stir no. the hornet's nest? I was sitting back there behaving. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and then Calvin got up to talk. Yeah. At which time they booed and oh. yelled at him and everything. You remember that, Cal? I don't remember. Uh, I knew the he'd see. I knew he would remember better mm. off that. Of course, I was in the back laughing and yelling too. <laughs> <laughs> I was leading the. I was a yell leader. That's <laughs> sweet. Yeah. <laughs> give him a boo. Boo. Give him. Okay. <laughs> but one of the, the things I do remember the uh, when we cr- created those uh, policy committees. Oh. It. They weren't just uh, show up and just get any, somebody just to fill the gap. They had we had folks that were interested in solving. Yeah. They kind of kind of held people responsible for them, you know, and uh, <laughs> people, and uh, the citizens took it took it seriously. Some of those same people that were claiming uh, were complaining at the meeting were the ones that were invited to say, "Okay, come on, we you know we've got if this is going to work, we've got to have a majority of people for it." And so. Who's that? Who's that doctor used to call in here? Is he passed, Milton? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I know who you mean, yeah, but I can't think. He, of he was a big water user. Oh, but he, uh, he he came around. I think. Oh gosh, yeah, he was. He was on the committee. I think. Yeah, and he would he would complain about it, but then he would say, "But what if we tried this mm. instead?" And then. Uh, when you get a positive response to one of your suggestions like that, you, then, then it kind of the next time around you're more inclined to yeah. provide advice. Yeah, he came up with some good suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Uh, let's see. Do we have any other questions? Uh, you know, what we ought to do is kind of make Sunday like we make Sunday a fun day where we have like a topic, like what people should be doing right now for landscaping, and they could call in with their like. That's the lands- what we do every. Sunday. I know, but it's like we you, should be drinking you, like we should be drinking margaritas. Or? Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, like like you go right to the front of the line. Kevin, <laughs> <a> Milton. <laughs> yeah, 
What have I told you about your ideas? Okay. <laughs> anyway, so we can discuss landscaping with you. What oh, should what yeah. should people be doing right now? Uh, they should. Like you were telling me, I could put this outside. Or, yeah, yeah. What about, uh, like uh, she mentioned, the plumeria. Is right now a good time to do uh, cuttings on uh, anything specific? No. Uh, well, it's pretty challenging right now. Yeah, usually. Oh, too usually. hot still? Well, a little while, uh, yeah, but yeah. The, but it is cooling down a bit. But still, <laughs> it's about a hundred. It's about ten degrees less in each day than it was. But yeah. still too hot. Okay. But, um, uh, fertilize. We have winter fertilizer. Should they buy it now on sale and use it, or should they buy it now on sale and save it? Well, I'm gonna. Uh, that re- I'm glad you reminded me because I have to buy some of uh, the slow release 1959 for the lawn for the lawn or winterizer yeah yeah that's what, well okay i li- i like the 1959 because it's um i don't i don't apply a lot of it to the, the lawn but I, yeah. I can use it all f- through the landscape yeah the vegetable garden now the uh the the pro the thing with the grass <laughs> 1959 may be a better choice this this fall oh really why because uh my son mowed my brown grass the other day, and there there are uh, little sections of it. Uh, I'd say little runners coming up in the floor in the floor time, St. Augustine. I'm thinking if we use a fast release fertilizer like a winterizer, that. Uh, the maybe. Gra- grass is not capable of uh, maybe may wasted. T- oh, yeah, taking it up until we get more moisture and the grass grows even more. And but, San, uh, San Augustine is amazing in terms of its yeah, ability to re- come back to recover if we, get, if we get water. Yeah. All right. So you're. <laughs> are we in agreement that the suggestion is to? Uh, Get the nineteen five nine. Well, it depends. Or maybe it get the winter Depends on your lawn, though, too. Like my yeah. cherries of mine that were brown. Um, mine wasn't isn't ready to use utilize a, yeah. a winterizer. But there are people's lawn out there that there's some really nice looking ones. They were able to keep them, <laughs> oh, keep them yeah. watered and oh, everything. Yeah. So yeah. they be that they just follow the same the normal recommended uh, fertilization schedule and using the winterizer. Yeah, um, fertilizer. But you have to have green. The plants have to be green to uptake the fertilizer, uptake okay. the, so the plant. But the problem with that is, <laughs> grass naturally slows down in the winter because of uh, day length, day length, uh, and the cooling of the temperatures. Right. Not not so much cooling of the temperatures, but. Uh, Definitely daily. Kind of, kind of becomes a bank, too, of all those nutrients. Wasn't the winterizer? reorganize them. Yeah, yeah, the winterizer was kind of for roots and to strengthen the plants, get them through the winter, and then they... Yeah, but it's got to uptake it. Okay. It's got to be taken into the plant. All right. So well, I'm going to ask you for your advice on after we talk to Pete. Okay. At 210-308-8867. Hey, Pete, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm so good, I'm jealous of myself. Oh, man. <laughs> You've been drinking those margaritas again. Oh, You've been drinking them. 
I don't think you've been drinking, Pete. I think you just feel good. What's going on? Well, I spotted a monarch. Woohoo! All right. We have two monarchs. Two monarchs. I'm going to change the spreadsheet now. <laughs> and then you all, always talk about cutting down the tropical milkweed so they don't hang around. That's right. Well, the, that's the host plant for their little cousin, the queen butterfly. That's smaller true. Cousin. So, that's true. And most of my milkweed now, most of the leaves are gone, so I'm guessing that queen caterpillars are probably the ones that ate it up. Yeah, I'll bet you're right. Yeah, because we haven't seen any monarchs up to now, and, and the queens have been real active. I haven't so, seen queens laying eggs, but other gardeners have talked about it. So they're they're out there uh, taking advantage of the uh, the milkweed that does exist. Is your milkweed tropical, or is it the uh, native? It's tropical. It's the only thing okay. I can find. Yeah, but uh, right. I usually get quite a few. Well, most. Balls, I get several queens. They love the Greg's Blue Mist, and I hate to cut their host plant down. Well, you, you, you know, it's about. a, yeah, it's a, Jerry and I have been debating this for a, a month, you know, whether it, you know, what we're, we're trying to avoid, uh, isolating or, or, uh, uh, reducing the the monarch population, but it's a it's a pretty uh, sophisticated or hard to determine which is the best route to go on on this situation. We would love it if they could they could raise more young and then take them to Mexico, but a little worried <laughs> that they're if they mess around with uh, trying to nest here in San Antonio, uh, they'll get caught up in the bad weather as the winter comes on so yeah you it sounds like you, your your situation where you got the queens active may have uh, made the decision for you you may not have to worry about it so should he go out and try to pick all those queens uh, eggs off uh, no, i no i wouldn't do that and punish sure. him for not taking up the monarch no, places yeah no the queens are the Queen's got the, the system down pretty pat. Yeah. Maybe we should start eliminating the Queens. Catch them, <laughs> butter, catch them with a butterfly net so they can't uh, lay their eggs on the leaves. This doesn't seem like good advice. What? Perfect. Well, then you have to stand in line 24 hours to mourn. <laughs> well, it's worth it to save the monarch, son. Where, where's your priorities? Uh, Pete, what else is desirable, going? too. <laughs> What's that, Pete? The queens are desirable also. No, there you go. Yeah, thank they're you, They're not Pete. on the endangered tree. Uh, Pete, what yeah, else Pete. is going on in your yard? Oh, uh, the lantern is blooming. and uh, There you go. Yeah, it's blooming uh, here, too. So, Pete, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna draw you in. You can either decline or you can answer. You know, I was asking the guys what they they think people should be doing right now. I'll ask you, Pete. What what should you What are you doing right now? What's your tip for our gardeners that are listening as to what they should be doing in the garden? Hmm. I know. <laughs> well, the easiest answer, Pete, is exactly what you're doing. Oh. Uh, it's it's going to be pretty warm this week, so uh, okay. not much outside. 
All right, are you going to plant any veggies? No, I'm not. Okay. I have the patience. For All right. Well, then we'll, we'll let you off the hook. Those damn queens will probably get over uh, there and eat the vegetables. Man, <laughs> now you gave him something else to gripe about. Is this, the, uh, is this the first day that you've seen monarchs uh, this this fall? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. same with us, too. That's amazing. Yeah. Good, seems, good. It seems like it's a little late this year. All right. Thanks, Pete. You bet. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Here's our report so far. Two Monarchs sightings, uh-huh. one by Calvin, one by Pete. Gulf Fritillary by Calvin, Black Swallowtail by Calvin, Tiger Swallowtail by Calvin, and a Queen by Pete. <laughs> oh, i got to put a number one. Lots there. of Queens. Oh, I know. They but, ate all the leaves. Oh, but I don't, I, I just have to. From the, the, before the monarchs just, could get here. It's just one report. We Those just, damn queens have got, oh, got, got to go. All right. 210-308-8867. Spray them before the monarchs come. I don't know. You you you, you <laughs> talk to the queens about this. <laughs> where do the queens go in, the, in this? Are they coming through the same place? Where do they go? They stay here. Oh, they, they stay, stay here. here. Oh. So, see, they're. Uh, we'll could see, it, could we'll it be see. that uh, people north of here planted those nasty tropical milkweeds and kept the monarchs up there, which is going to be their demise? They, they're they not conscientious like we are and remove all the leaves and blooms and everything else from a tropical milkweed. I don't know. What do you think, Matt? I don't have the answer. But I do know the phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Give those, us a call. Tell us what's going on. Dallas don't care. Uh, okay, let's focus on, we'll focus on something else. Oh, we do have Tom on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Tom? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? Tom, are you there? I am. Oh, there you are, Tom. What's going on? Uh, I'm having some trouble with my uh, early fall garden. So, okay. So I bought yeah. some. Uh, I, I bought some uh, cauliflower, broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, and uh, they're still in the six-pack containers that I bought them in. And I put them out in the garden last week and just set them out there so I could I have a sprinkler system set up out there so I could water them while I was out of town. Came back after being out of town for a couple of days, and it looks like something is eating them from the outside in. So in the past, when I've had the the normal uh, caterpillars that eat them, they kind of start in spots throughout the whole leaf and things. And these almost appear, so I don't think it's that. But I'm just wondering if there's anything else that you all know of that might be you said Munching from the, the outside, uh, from the inside of the plant to the outside. There, no, it looks more like they're coming from the outside and eating it in towards the stems. Are they clean? Did they clean out right down to the base? Well, they, they have in the past, and I'm, it's like they're. It's like you've got that main ridge going through the leaf of each of them. Yeah. Hell, I've been out there before, and I've got no leaf except for that main stem piece going through the. Okay. And. Is is and, it in you know, your? Got, are they are, are the containers in your uh, vegetable garden? Yeah, they're just sitting on the ground. Yeah. What is the? 
What is the, the, the worm that drives me crazy that, that's in the ground? That Oh, cutworm. Cutworms. You, 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 there's not a chance that there were cutworms there. Well, I there. don't know. Um, the, you know, that, I've, I've not seen. I do have squirrels in the backyard. There you go. Yeah, that they can they, work. They, do, they could do it. Squirrels, rabbits. Uh, Rats. Well, I knew, Rats. I knew they could, but I just didn't know whether they had a, a generally do they eat the fall vegetable plants. Oh yeah, yeah they'll they'll uh, taste everything. <laughs> huh. Yes, especially plants that uh, you know that you bought just bought. Uh, so they they've got new foliage, tender yeah, foliage. Yeah, nice tender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I do. Well, I, only thing I'd say I have a an area off to the side of the garden, off to the side outside the garden, and the, they don't seem to go after those. They're not kind of at ground level, I guess. Yeah, but you, would you would you expect it's more likely uh, the squirrels? I, I have a big pecan tree in the backyard. Oh yeah, rodents, uh, which a squirrel is, uh, they'll they'll eat the leaves. Also. They like the leaves. So what does okay. he do? And then rabbits. Oh, you just yeah. put, put them up on the, the picnic table or something until you get uh, ready. The squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> or what um, else can you do, Milton? I well, I, I do have a pellet gun. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's my man. You know, uh, <laughs> squirrel season. I don't think there is a squirrel season in Texas. Yeah, d- dove season and squirrel season opened in Tennessee on September first. So uh, and we got recipes on plantanswers.com. Can you protect them any other ways for those people who don't have a pellet gun? Well, you just well, you, could you don't catch, leave them on the have yeah. a hard crap trap, and then teach them to swim in the yeah. garbage can. All right, well, let's go yeah. with Calvin's yeah, suggestion of uh, what moving Calvin, the plants. What did Calvin say? Move the plants. Move the plants. Yeah, until well, you're ready. They've already been eaten off, right? Oh, they're and yeah, eating off. They're not finished I, off. I just bought some more earlier this mor- this afternoon, and I'm I'm just kind of that's why I thought it would be a call just to see what you had to say. Are they in uh, peat pots or uh, super six packs or what are they? Oh, uh, they're just like the six packs. But you know, some of those are larger than others. Some of the six packs hold more dirt and whatnot, and so yeah. they'll probably do all right in that for a few weeks, I would guess, or a couple of weeks at least. Oh yeah. Keep them well. So I could try. I mean, and that may be the answer is just keep them out of the off the ground and away from where the the squirrels or whatever easily have access to them. If it was cutworms or some other, what can I put in the garden to take care of that? Well, I I always use my my favorite uh, seven malathion. Yeah, if I could get seven, I'd use that. But malathion. I think Trace says we have it as as a powder, right? Well, no, we got malathion. Oh, yeah, we got seven as a powder. Yeah, that's what I mean. We got malathion as a, as a liquid, spray. Yeah. yeah, that's what I always. Oh, as a liquid spray, the malathion. Would you just spray your garden down? Yeah, you. I always had to use it. Uh, I found it more effective with cutworms uh, than the BT was. Yeah, really. Right. So, because they're they're coming from the bottom, and they, uh, so that's what I that's what I sprayed. I sprayed at the base of the, at the pl- base of the plants with the mal- the malathion. 
into the dirt then. Yeah, yeah. basically that's it, yeah. But it, yeah, it, well, it, I, it, I was trying to find something I could apply now that might knock them out a little bit so they aren't tearing up the plants, you know, when I put well, whatever them in the you, whatever insecticide you got that would would have some impact on them. Yeah, the leaves, okay. the leaves that are left, uh, when they ate them off, ate from the outside to the inside, was where they stopped eating. Is there a, is a, uh, is the cutoff is smooth, or is it jagged uh, cuts uh, in the leaf? Yeah, I'm just, I'd say it's pretty jagged. And it could uh, be cut. That sounds like a, a rodent. Hmm, really? Okay. I was thinking, of, I always think of... Like a rodent? Squ- yeah. I yeah, always part, think of part, squirrels as eating, cleaning the leaf off. Though. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, anyhow, you got a uh, you got a gardening challenge right there. Well, hey, you we, aren't kidding. Yeah, when you... Uh, um, if you figure out uh, which I think you probably will once you start mm-hmm. digging around a little bit. Uh, let us know. It would uh, be interesting because yeah. I think a lot of folks okay. are going to be faced with that. And real quick, Tom, I'll give you the same question we'll ask of everyone today. That will help us on calls or people will just not <laughs> want to call in. Uh, Tom, what, what's your suggestion? If I were to say, hey, I just moved to Texas, I want to got a, got a garden, it's, what should I be doing right now that it's fall? What should you be doing that right now? Uh, probably filling up your garden with some compost or something like that. Yeah, preparing. Yeah, there we go. Preparing the uh, soil for the new vegetable garden. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little reluctant and, uh, to plant. And uh, the slow-release lawn fertilizer that Jerry mentioned. Yep. Way to go, Tom. All right. Well, did I win anything? No, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. I just had the idea. We'll have to get some prizes. Now, they're gonna, people are going to quit calling in. At yeah, there you go. That's in this uh, I don't know. We'll see. we got some good uh, good gardeners out there. They may want to give their advice. We'll see what happens. All right. All right. Thank you, Tom. Thank we'll you take a quick much. break. Come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Burgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. If you're looking for a pest control solution, if you're unhappy with your pest control company, you need to call Warren Remy and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Since 1976, they've been helping homeowners and businesses uh, stay pest-free. And I mention the businesses for a reason, not because I, I don't know whether we have a lot of businesses that are listening uh, or not, but I do mention it because if these businesses rely, that's how I met Spider-Man, like restaurants or places that serve food, uh, they rely on Spider-Man to keep their doors open. Uh, because if they're not doing a good job, they're going to be shut down. So uh, he can take that same expertise and that same knowledge and dedication and help you, the homeowner, to keep those roaches or flies or fleas or rats or uh, ants or whatever you got out of the house and keep them away month after month. Give them a call. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210 656 
3721 210-656-3721 or online at GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. Calvin, what did you spot? Giant swallowtail. Giant swallowtail. The uh, b- the black uh, little Calvin coloring his butterfly So uh, horizontal with the leaf on the tiger uh, swallowtail. The, okay. The, the, we have a lot of swallowtails. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a lot. They are a lot. Hold on, I'm writing this down now. Giant swallowtail. Yeah, that's the one that we, that gets in our citrus. Oh, that's why it was flying around the citrus. Yeah. All right. Hold on, I'm writing this down. But we're not going to take the leaves off. No. Thank you. The good good news is that even if they lay some eggs on the citrus, they're usually just one or two caterpillars. and they Yeah. and they don't, they don't do much damage. And they're so obvious. Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right. 210-308. What is this well, what's bird wrong? poop on You're my right, uh, right. lemon tree? <laughs> it's amazing how those things look like. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210 210- 308-8867. All right, so we were discussing things that I should be doing right now or that our listeners should be doing. Uh, and maybe some of them were too early for. I liked uh, Tom's suggestion. That was seemed like a good one. Uh, what about, like, pre-emergence? We always talk about that, and oftentimes it's like, now. you got to do it now. Now. Uh, Don't wait another day. Well, we're good. We're, this, that's another one of those that were because of the strange weather we've had and the lack of development in the lawn uh, and the slow development of the weeds but the weeds are coming in fast now but I'm still thinking you a lot of folks would uh, might benefit by applying a pre-emergent for for the they winter, won't they the won't stop weeds? all the weeds from I, I imagine this dry weather's probably wiped out the grass burrs out of uh, Wilson County. <laughs> I don't probably not. There won't be any more grass burrs. If you want to uh, <laughs> teach Jerry a lesson and contradict him a little bit on that grass burr situation, <laughs> send him a sack us, of them. Call yeah, call us here at 210-308-8867. Well, but his favorite. What a grass burr report. His favorite is bed straw. Yeah. No. But are you talking about winter weeds? Or are you talking winter about winter weeds? Okay, so in terms of pre-emergent, you're, you're suggesting that now for winter weeds? Yeah, you know that we got that crew and we got uh, dimension um, that that work on uh, both broadleafs and grassy. And then I think your uh, weren't you saying that your annual bluegrass is no? It not showed up yet. Yeah. Huh. Now the horse herb is starting to come out. Oh, thank goodness! But, but uh, I thought it was gone. Horse herb is the... Uh, Evelyn's going to come here yeah, and hit you on the head. <laughs> Horse herb is not one of those that we are very successful with a herbicide on, but um, all the other ones that are, are grown from seed that are annuals, uh, the, the herbicides work pretty well, the pre-emergent herbicides. Yeah. And so so you're, you know, you're a month or six weeks behind right now but still, the the weeds are slow to get going, so you you probably are going to benefit because a lot of the weeds do, varieties don't germinate until oh, little, was, w- yeah. in the winter. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Lloyd is on the line. Lloyd, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Lord help us, Lloyd. What's going on? Uh oh. What's that? There, that's better. I think that is. Um, I got a question about burrow tree. A buddy of mine planted uh, four burrow trees, and he has one of these little water trailers. 
So about once a week, he'd dump like 150 gallons of water on the tree, and they these were, you know, good size. These are large trees, gallons. I assume. Right. They were up to like 60 gallon, maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, good. That's good. And, you know, it's up here west of Kerrville, about 15 miles, pretty rocky soil. Okay. And he did that, and I think he said that once a week. Okay, and that's good. That much he, water the, once a week is okay. And uh, three of the four died. And one of his buddies told him the problem he had was he told him that. And he said, well, that's way too much water. No. I told him I didn't think that was a problem because, you know, in that country, that water drains out of there right away. Now, they ha- had they been grown in that ball and burlap? Uh, uh, had they been grown in containers, or uh, were they yeah. dug? No, they were they were grown in containers. He, okay. he brought the containers out. He bought the trees. Okay. Well, the only uh, it's not too much water, even though he he used a lot of water. Uh, we're we're <laughs> talking about soaking that root ball. Uh, right. It, it, it's, and especially up in that rocky soil up there, sometimes you put that much water on it, it'll just go between the rocks and not wet the root ball. Yeah, uh, I, I actually told him, I thought he did. He said he watered them once a week. I'm not sure he watered them that often. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either. But uh, and, and I'm, the I, one that's still alive. I didn't alive, believe that he drowned them. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah, the one that's uh, still alive, tell him to make, well, that rocky soil, tell him to make a, a what is it, a berm, they call it, around the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to hold the water till it soaks in slowly. Well, yeah, he, he's convinced that his buddy that told him he overwatered him, he said that's way too much water. Yeah, that uh-huh. he, they should. He should not uh, speak to those buddies again, uh, or take any advice from them. Okay, okay? Well, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> he can speak yeah. to them. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's kind of right. what I was thinking. But we don't. We I don't, don't have a lot of time. Uh, so, uh, do you have a quick tip of what you think people should be doing right now in the garden? Right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. No, watering, really, watering, uh, watering. Trying What's that? The, trying to keep the deer out would be one thing. No. Uh, That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Thank you, yeah, Lloyd. That's what my problem is. All right. Thank oh, you. Oh, is it? Oh, dear. Huh, get it? <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. A quick Butterfly report for him from Millburgers, and uh, we have uh, two monarchs, one Gulf fritillary, one black swallowtail, one giant swallowtail, one queen, and one tiger swallowtail. Pete also reported a monarch and a queen sighting. So give us a call, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment, uh, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And, of course, we're here uh, on the air at 9.30 a.m. This is, you know what it is. It's 9.30 a.m., The Answer.
We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. You give us a call and tell us what's going on at 210-308-8867. We've got some butterfly sightings, including a monarch. Uh, we have two monarch sightings, so if you want to call in with one of those, we'd appreciate it. We get very excited. All right, uh, the other question, uh, things to do around now, things that we should be doing in the garden, and I bet you uh, Jerry was going to say this in, in just a few moments, and that's plant wildflower seeds. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Uh, well, also in Calvin's article yesterday. Yeah. I had a great article uh, yesterday about planting wildflower seeds. And I had, uh, <laughs> it's interesting, I had uh, pulled off of uh, John Thomas Wildflower Seed Company uh, the, the uh, listing of all the plants that are in, in uh, several of the uh, uh, gru- co- uh, combination uh, that he has. The mixes? Mixes. And uh, I printed those out. And also... Are they I, still putting uh, the, uh, blue bonnets in the mix? No. Mm-mm. I didn't think so. You go down there. And they, they've taken uh, uh, Alamo Fire, the, red, the maroon one, out of there because huh. of the loss of seed for the last three years. I mean, it's, it's down to the deal where... I just we might ne- lose them. I just never uh, realized that the blue bonnet would get that uh, t- uh, have that problem with the seed reproduction <laughs> the way it's been these last few yeah, years. Yeah, because the the weather has been different each each of these years. Too. Well, the deal is, <laughs> you've got to have rain to get them up to get, to germinate at several times during the winter. Well timed to, to to keep them to keep them keep them growing. Also, uh, you got to have uh, dry weather to be able to harvest them when they when the seed dries out. And uh, if you miss either one of those, just because you see flowers, don't mean you got seed in the pot. So. Uh, that's what what their problem has been, <laughs> and human error. I, I, I told I told you all about uh, had the prettiest stand of uh, Alamo fire or maroon that uh, he'd ever had over at Eagle Lake, over around Eagle Lake, and the, and it was in a hay uh, hay field, and. Uh, <laughs> The well, just straggly uh, Johnson grass or something in the in the hayfield, and so the help, unbeknownst to them, went out and bailed the Alamo fire along with no, them. No, no, and hey. uh, they had to hospitalize uh, John Thomas because they, you know we've been trying so hard to get. <laughs> I bet <laughs> he was a bit get, angry. Oh man. Okay. And. Uh, so it's it's 
As my old mama used to say, one damn thing after another. All right, 210-308-8867. <laughs> Boy, this, so, this guy is serious. Oh, yeah. The uh, So uh, find a mix somewhere and find a bear patch. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kevin, well, yeah, there seemed to be some argument yesterday, maybe a little, about whether you should rough up the soil or not. Well, it, 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 it uh, hell, I mean, it helps. Doesn't hurt anything. All right, but yeah. uh, but you you know if it's means you're not going to plant, that's not you know that's not necessary either. But uh, just you, you, the the argument is that they're they're wildflowers and uh, <laughs> they'll they will uh, prosper under tough conditions. Yeah. But then we've had examples where they don't prosper as well as we'd like them to. <laughs> yeah. So so there's it there is an advantage in in uh giving them a little more attention. Yeah. So the mixes you don't think will have the blue bonnet seeds some no. Oh. So what should I what should like I look Calvin, for? Calvin said in his wonderful article yesterday. Yes. Said uh this year because of the dry weather late like it is now, uh, you'll probably be better off to go with uh, transplants. Okay. Which uh, Millburger will have. Now, we furnish the seed to the transplant growers, and uh, they they have to they acid scarify them and plant them in flats. They'll come. They'll germinate after they've been acid scarified. In uh, in seven to ten days. Well, you had good luck, Milton, didn't you, on the transplants? Mm-hmm. With the blueberry. Oh, great yeah. luck, yeah. I liked them. Yeah. It made them easier. And then I'm sure they went to seed. I don't know whether the seeds are doing anything now or not. You can't hear anything? I, think. I don't hear a thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, if, if they bloomed and you didn't cut them down before the pods dried... Uh, They drop seed and seed to be viable and should come up when we have some rain, moisture. Uh, To that end, I was was reading this, uh, uh, some of what to do at this time of the year. Uh, It says uh, on plantash.com, it talks about wildflower planting in the fall. It's on. It's under the uh, flower heading. On the porter weed. On the flower heading, but uh, it it ta- it talks about uh, now's the time to plant them, and it's the only article that John Thomas and I ever wrote together. Oh, okay. Well, there's still time. And so, <laughs> well, uh, we've both uh, decided not to do that again. Oh. And, no dear, because I wrote the original article, and then John, I said it's John to check, and he wrote back in John's usual fashion, saying it's the worst article I ever saw in my oh, life. Oh man, that and hurt. and I, in my normal fashion, <laughs> said, "All right, you son, son of a gun, smart guy." Okay, <laughs> you write the article. Uh huh. Then I'll criticize it, but anyway, he he wrote the article, so we combined the articles, and that's on plantanswers.com. Oh, okay, under flowers, 
at the bottom of the page? Why is it at the bottom of the flower listing? Because mm. it's under wildflowers. Oh, it's the w. w. Yeah. But as I was looking, <laughs> and uh, Calvin kind of mentioned this yesterday, when planting seed, when you want to plant, you plant seed now, and that's why I asked a question about uh, yesterday about do you need to rough the soil up? Because my, my backyard is bare soil. But yeah, it's hard. Even, even my raised bed is just crusty. <laughs> yeah, it's hard as brick. But reading our, my own information, it says uh, after you read the wildflower planting in the fall uh, right up, it says, keep the soil moist to ensure proper germination and growth. So, see, I hadn't watered that. And uh, we always talk about the farmers doing pre-irrigation. So, uh, before you throw out these uh, combination seeds, uh, you probably want to pre-irrigate where you're going to oh, plant okay. Them. Uh but if you put your sprinkler out on If you can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then it says, <laughs> protect seedlings from pill bugs with baits and insecticide. And it lists, this is old, seven and diazinon granules. Can't get diazinon Dust bearers for two weeks after germination occurs. Uh, so why... Why why did why didn't the bugs get all the ones in nature? Out in the wild. Why don't the pill bugs and all that stuff eat the ones in the wild? Maybe they do. They try, but there's so many of yeah, them. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> they're overpowered, Milton. Poor <laughs> they bug. get they get obese. Uh, oh, nothing worse than a <laughs> obese oh, pill bug. There you go. That's Becomes true. a real roly poly. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's good. Uh, but anyway, you need to keep that in mind. Keep the soil moist to ensure proper germination and growth. So when will proper germination and growth occur this year? After we get some rains. After we get some significant rains. And again, we got that article on plantanswers.com in the information index uh, that Dr. Stein wrote there's Stein wrote about what is a significant rain. We're not talking about two tenths of an inch. No. A bunch of tenths. No. We need <laughs> at least an inch a week and uh, to break the drought we need uh, several inches over a, a period of time, not just fast uh, torrential rains to soak into the soil like we do with our tree hugger. Uh, you can you can do it probably with a uh, sprinkler irrigation, but it's nothing like a rain to make the difference. But you've got to keep that in mind. If you put, a, put seed of all kinds out there, see, no, there's no seed that will not germinate. Will not germinate. 
will germinate without uh, water. Okay, so, so every seed needs water to germinate. There you go. Thank you, Mr. Okay. But uh, I was just clarifying. We did, We just threw that <laughs> threw that out. Uh, for those of you who are interested in doing wildflowers. All right. Hey, Trace is with us. So we're, they can find uh, Calvin's article on yes, MySA.com. Yeah. yeah. And they can uh, find it. Does it eventually go to PlantAnswers.com? Or is that stopped? Eventually. Okay. Yeah. Eventually. Uh, <laughs> no, but there is a, a, a few articles that cover a lot of the same topics yeah, there right. at PlantAnswers.com right, right. already. All right, Trace is with us on the porch, uh, so you can have three people answer your gardening question. Uh-oh, maybe not. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What's going on, Trace? Well, I actually got a fax for uh, for availability. So what? If uh, I couldn't fax it back, but no. uh, I was able to send pictures. So. Okay, uh, we, so theoretically. We, theoretically, we should have broccoli midweek. All right. Broccoli. All right, that's a good thing. So if you've been looking for broccoli, you want them to call first? Uh, they, should, they should always call. Okay. And my suggestion, I mean, I ordered most everything they had, but my suggestion still, tell the cashier, whoever answers the phone, how many you want. And let them put your name on it so yeah. that you can come and pick them up because they and, could disappear. Oh, and then they can, be. when they come to get the broccoli, mm. they can get the seed uh, off the seed rack, carrots, radishes, uh, beets, um, what else? Uh, what Let's else? See, you said carrots. You um, left out rutabaga. Yeah, well, there's no rutabaga oh, there. No. <laughs> there's a reason. Calvin bought it all. I'll have to. Uh, no, I actually have to get. Oh no! Get on the internet and get some. <laughs> but I, I planted the uh, the carrots and the radishes, uh, beets, uh, and some others this morning. Oh, uh, Crawford lettuce. I don't know. You know, I had a. That probably will do like last year and won't come up for a long time. <laughs> uh, I did hear from the pumpkin man. Yeah. Oh. So have uh, you heard I'll, I'll at least have one truck of pumpkins. Okay. <laughs> be, uh, it'll be like the Ukraine war. There'll be there you uh, go. all these guard vehicles going <laughs> on at the pumpkins. And, yeah, uh, and if they didn't get rain in Bay City, I might have hay this next week, too. Yeah. I don't know if they got rain or not. I, I don't know. <laughs> I probably could have looked at my phone. Have you got grass? Uh, uh, have you got any grass we, from there? We got like six, yes. But that doesn't account for any rain they might have gotten last night or today. Oh, oh okay. okay. Guess As I was walking into the nursery, guess what the bloomingest plant in the nursery He's going to say Esperanza. I bet he is too. No, Gold go. Star Esperanza. Gold Star Esperanza. That thing. <laughs> Trace has got them in large containers, and uh, I mean they are just solid, full where are, of bloom. Where, where are they now? Yesterday when I looked over there, oh, they're, they're, well, we they're, sold they're, we sold so many. She put them all on <laughs> what's left on the uh, end cap. Yeah, and they are spectacular. And I guess y'all saw the uh, blooming Mexican bird of paradise in that off color. It looks kind of red from here. Yeah, what uh, I meant to ask about that yesterday. Uh, is that a selection somebody made? So this guy, he uh, he imports the seed from these odd cutters. Oh, so sometimes okay. he has pink and oh, okay. uh, some different different flavors, and he sprouts them and sells them. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I've, I've not seen that color, but that's uh, that's unusual. It's it's going to be hard to beat the the original. Well, I would grow it as a container plant. That way you can move it in and out for cold and save your own seed. Yeah. That way you can try true. some in the ground the next go around, but keep keep the mother plant protected. Yeah. And uh, the problem is the those plants. He's got some little plants there. I well, guess it's well. The little like the, the little ones are for sale. The big one is not. Right. Yeah. But uh, I guess you better protect those little ones. I would protect them for, for them to bloom. Uh, yeah, I would definitely protect them in a grow them in a pot, move them in and out for freezes, and yeah. then when you do get some blooms, harvest your seed, put the seed in the ground next year. Yeah. And that way you can keep an ongoing. I imagine they really bloom next year. Uh, next after after they depends warm, on how hot it stays. Up, yeah. But anyway, also, uh, I checked on the flare hibiscus, my baby, and uh, it's interesting how they've gotten they purchased all the ones with blooms on them. Trace, isn't that amazing? That's that's normal. <laughs> But I, I want to, and they're fifty percent off. They are, um, all the all the normal tropical and perennial hibiscuses. Yeah, and uh, but I, if you look at the, you've got them setting out uh, next to the uh, on the ground next to the uh, vegetable. That's on and, purpose. And yeah, and you see the one blooming, and look at the foliage on those plants behind it. It's really dark green. Yes. Then you move over to the next section that's been watered and taken care of just like that section, and the foliage is yellowing. It's paler. Huh? It's paler. I won't say yellowing. I'll <laughs> say paler. It's paling. That means it's going to fall off. It's going to drop off. But that doesn't mean that your plant is, is dead. Uh, it, it goes dormant because of uh, short days, short day response to, uh, and that's that's why watch that why perennial hibiscus will live through the winter, even if it's in the ground, all the way to Canada, and uh, whereas the tropical hibiscus, even though they're beautiful plants, beautiful leaves. Uh, if it freezes real hard, it'll kill them to the ground, to unhappy, the root. Unhappy at 40, dead at 32. There you go. Mm. That's good. <laughs> but uh, if you want something that lasts from year to year, maybe 30 years. I, I know some uh, lasted in Tennessee uh, for 30 years at least. So and that's that's the best one, flare, flare biscuits, and uh, they're just going through. Don't don't worry about the leaves turning a little bit of color. And uh, so they go ahead and plant them out, or, or if you want to keep them in a container, you can keep them in the container they're in. Is there one plant in each container, or have you looked? It it's normally one. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Just take it, knock them right out of the pot, plant root, root and all in in the location that you want them to be in. Uh, 
and if you don't like the foliage, it'll, it'll eventually turn dry and the stems will die. And you can cut it off you, and uh, plant uh, annuals around it, blooming That's annuals out. But you, you've got some beautiful uh, dianthus out there. And they're on sale. Different colors, too. Yes, sir. And let's see how the Did the petunias all sell? No, but the ones that are blooming did. Oh. No, there's still a bunch of petunias, and they are still blooming. Okay. A whole table back over there, and a yeah. partial table over here. And Milton, <laughs> Milton and I, as we were walking out, we looked at uh, looked at those beautiful uh, big mums that you got, chrysanthemums. And uh, we had a lady in here yesterday, and she wanted purple. And I said, "Well, there's chrysanthemums over there, and they're they're close bloom." But uh, they'll last quite a while. What did you need, a month of them? Yeah, she needed them work? to be mid-October. And I said, they're closed buds. And she said, well, I only want purple. We got plenty of purple. <laughs> and so, so Milton and I, on the way out, looked, looked at those things. And even though they're tight buds, which is what you want to get at this time of the year, uh... There's always one or two buds that are showing color. Cracking color. Cracking color. And, so, and you've got those purple that she was looking for at the front of your display. And then right behind those, you got yellow. I thought she just blew off the mums after she saw the, the salvias <laughs> with, all that, with the purple. Yeah, well, she couldn't see purple. I mean, she said... I don't know they're purple. I couldn't explain to her to no. go look at the bu cracked buds. And going right. out, we looked at the copper leaf plant. Yeah. I still like that plant a lot. Uh, but uh, like you say, it's, it seems to be underused. Maybe it, at one time it was used a lot, but uh, I, I don't you sell many of those now? They're normally only available in the fall now. Oh, is that right? But years ago, they used to be in four-inch pots in the spring, just like yeah, all the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great plant. If you use sun coleus somewhere, it's a, a great yeah. alternative for a little bit different color. Yeah, yeah. All right, we need to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The answer. Of the world, I've seen the beauty of diamonds and pearls. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. And again, just another reminder out there, uh, we are in Stage 2 water restrictions, and we want you to... Uh, know where to go to learn all about how to comply with that. We don't want you to get a ticket. Don't want you to get a citation. Uh, that uh, can seriously uh, dampen your day, but you can uh, make sure that your yard is looking good uh, and take care of it and still be responsible 
uh, by uh, making sure that you do the designated day once a week is your watering day from 7 to 11 a.m. and 7 to 11 p.m. And uh, you can uh, find all the rules at uh, saws.org forward slash um, forward slash stage two where you'll find everything on there. And these watering rules are in place for a reason. Uh, they protect our community's water supply, and they protect the underground pipes that are being affected by this severe drought. So uh, do your part, avoid those fines, and um, the rest will take care of itself. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. All right. I'm back. Welcome back. All right. Calvin, what's going on in your world? Oh, a lot of the uh, lantanas have been moving out of the yeah. their nursery here. They, As we've mentioned uh, a few times uh, in the fall, it's amazing how uh, the pollinators and the uh, hummingbirds and all the come to rely on the lantanas, blooming, uh, the blooming lantanas, new gold and and the uh, spreading the purple, mm. and then all all of the uh, other varieties, hybrid hybrid varieties too. They look good. They're drought tolerant. Uh, generally not bothered much by pests. We've got a uh, a pest, a sucking insect that uh, the new gold. Uh, quite often in the fall, it, it attacks. Nice bugs. Yeah. Yeah, you can. You can head it off if you uh, time it right, uh, but uh, they're good. They're a good plant, and they f- uh, do well in our landscape. Yeah, the purple. Uh, uh, Greg named named it imperial purple, but uh, it it really does well in the winter. It's unbelievable. Yeah, some some winters it blooms almost all winter. Oh, it's yeah. mild, uh, and uh, of course that the Middle of the summer doesn't bloom as well as the new gold, but That's right. fall and spring, it beats it. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It does much better. Uh, speaking of Lantana, I got a question in from somebody here in San Antonio. I think Pat. It said uh, she wants to know if the Samantha Lantana hardiness, what the hardiness is. Is this variety of lantana hardy in San Antonio, the Samantha? That's a pretty one. We've tested it for years. Will it come back each year like other lantanas? Yes. Which, other, one, which one is the Samantha? Uh, it's, I, uh, <laughs> it, it's been on the market for quite a while. Uh, I don't know if we have it or not. Yeah. Uh, other websites say it's a tender perennial. Hmm. Thank Man, you. Is that the Minnesota website? Yeah, I don't know. I, so I wrote about, I, I'm going to write it back to you. Forget other websites, okay? You're in <laughs> Texas now. <laughs> if those websites are not in Texas, that it probably is uh, up north a tender perennial. They don't use much lantana up north as oh, we no. do down here. No, they didn't survive. But Samantha's an older variety. It's pretty. 
and uh, we've tested it. Uh, when Greg was out at uh, uh, Lone Star Growers, they had beds especially, and they would plant all of them, all the different lantanas that ha they had available out in those beds, and Samantha was one of those. Uh, so that lady's one to know. Uh, getting back to the newspaper yesterday, uh, Neil Sperry had an interesting write-up, uh, said, uh, our questions and answers that he does. He said he got a, got a, uh, got a question that says, is there any way to prevent vine borers? They ruined my plants this year. He goes through an elaborate process. <laughs> As you know, Alter, and then Neil answers, as you know all too well, squash vine borers are among the most difficult of all insects to eliminate. The, uh, uh, how, how have we eliminated the problem, vine borers, Milton? Tatoma. Oh, we just go with a different squash. <laughs> yeah, and a, a squash that has a stem that the borer can't oh. get into. It's too small. Uh, and and it uh, the only time a squash vine borer bothers Tatuma squash is when it gets in the fruit, and then you don't have to add as much bacon when you cook the squash. Up. Oh, okay. The adult is black and orange, swift flying moth. They lay their eggs at the bases of susceptible plants. Most plants from the cucumber family. That's right. Uh, that's cucumber, squash, uh, anything, anything like that. The eggs hatch and larvae tunnel into the stems of the plant. Then they feed there and the pro in the process block the flow of water to the rest of the plant, resulting in wilting and death. Lar larvae feed up to six weeks before they emerge, then burrow one to two inches into the soil where they remain for the next year to start the process over again. I didn't realize that. Uh, to, uh, and then Neil answers to, uh, <laughs> to break the cycle, rotate your crops by planting non-carpets in that area for a couple of years. Now, what's the problem with that, Matthew? We don't. Have a luxury of having that. They fly six or seven oh, acres. They yeah, fly. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, we've ne I've never seen uh, squash vine borer in a commercial field of squash. Never, yeah. ne ne never a plant damaged. Uh, I don't know what, why not. Perhaps the best two. Neil jumped the tracks on this one. Perhaps your best tool in coping with squash vine borers is to use a floating row, use a floating row cover. Place it over your young vining cucurbits when you see the vine borer adult moss. Secure it to the ground tightly so that no moss can get in beneath it. University entomologists suggest leaving it in place for two 
to three weeks after the first adult moth has been seen. That will often be the entire run of life cycle for that pest for the year. You know what else you're going to eliminate when you do that, Mel? The fruit. Yeah. <laughs> the fruit. The cucurbas have to have bee pollination oh. or insect pollination. So if you put that grow web over there, keep all the bees out. You got, yeah, you got no pollination. You got no pollination. Do you have any rats? <laughs> I do what? Any squirrels? Yeah, that, that might keep them out a little okay. bit. But anyway, I'm I'm wondering if they, if Neil consulted a, he said a university entomologist suggests leaving it in place for two or three weeks. That's no 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 pollination for two to three weeks. Your squash not uh, going to have any fruit. You need to tell Neil. Huh? You need to write Neil an email. <sighs> it is. Uh, it's difficult to cover the, uh, the squash vines. Too. Yeah, it, uh, they have to be big. I mean, you have to have a big cover. Yeah, and they, they, go, they go where they want. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can always position them under that. You yeah, know, throw right. the vines back. But... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel that I ought to mention to Neil. He found this in a in a university answer somewhere. All right. Uh, but oh, you should written, talk to Neil. Written by entomologists. You should talk to Neil. And those entomologists are not horticulture, but they should know that cucurbits have to have insect pollination. I think Neil needs to hear from you. I think he does too. But I bet you're not going to call him or email him. Uh, I'll probably forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they said, uh, it's the cycle for the pest for that year. If you still have some invaded stems, use a sharp knife to slice through the stems until you find the bores. Pluck them and cover the stems with loose, moist soil in hopes that they will form new roots there. If you lose any plants, remove them right away. Tetuma, tetuma. Yeah. <laughs> Our answer is a, is a lot better than that. But And we, we found that you can get the seed of tetuma uh, on the Internet. Is that right where we found oh, yeah. And, of course, a lot of our uh, the master gardeners and the gardening volunteers, a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of them are distributed seeded. Yeah. It really produces a lot of seed. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, that is the true Mexican squash that's used in calabaza, calabaza. I wonder if the Hispanics or the Mexicans had trouble with squash vine boards back in, uh, say, a century ago. Mm. They might not have been around. Squash vine boards. No, the boards, yeah. Uh. <laughs> if they weren't around, they didn't have trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, we, but uh, you got to keep that in mind. Interesting thing about that: this has been a universal problem. I mean, it, when I first came and started going into the hill country, that was the number one question at, at garden meetings: how do you control garden? Uh, and we did a bunch of studies with it. Thiodan. Uh, thiodan. 
uh, we came to the conclusion if you dust the base and the main stem uh, with a product called Thiodan, uh it killed moth before it killed the bu- be- uh, babies before they would hatch in and get into the stem. A seven doesn't wouldn't work. Hmm. Uh, seven does, but of course, what happened to Thiodan? Took it off the market. (laughs) As soon as we found out, I think those malls got stock in the company or something. Uh, The uh, let's see, I'm looking at Calvin this week in the garden. He's promoting snapdragons are available for planting in the cut. Oh, by the way, before we leave the Tatuma squash. Uh, situation now uh, our fall is a great time to plant the tumor squash. And then when is zucchini? When do we do zucchini? Yeah, right now. Right now. All right. So the question somebody texted me was how do you keep it from getting uh, uh, like real hard? Let me see. The squash vine bore? No. How, no. The, the Powder zuc- mildew? How do you keep zucchini from becoming huge and tough skinned? You pick it. Just pick it sooner. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, zucchini is is almost a winter squash. Oh, which is, <laughs> and so uh, so the longer you leave it on the vine on the plant, the bigger it will get, into almost a pumpkin. And, uh, and then people come up with inventive uh, recipes and they eat that nasty thing. Like, <laughs> well, tatuma will get like a volleyball. Yeah. But usually with tatuma, you uh, rake out the inside, right? Yeah. I always recommend you you, uh, pick it when it's a softball size. There you go. But uh, if you miss it and uh, it gets that big and the skin gets tough, what you do, cut it open and uh, slice it down the center and then stuff it with uh, hamburger meat and oh, okay. cheese and whatever you want to throw in there and then bake it All right. for about uh, I don't know th- th- let me, I, I dare not say just bake it because Milton will want to know what temperature and for how yeah. long right? Exactly but you, I'm sure you've got recipes How much fire? Huh? <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. The Answer. Sitting by the fireside With a book in your hand And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer you've heard us talk about before, but if you haven't, you need to know about the Tree Hugger Sprinklers. If you want to water efficiently, if you want to water effectively, the Tree Hugger Sprinklers can help you do just that. So let's say you're going to water that tree. Okay, so there's three different sizes. You come here to Millburgers, choose the right one, 7-inch, 11-inch, or 15-inch. has a hinge on it. You'll notice that right away, this hard plastic sprinkler. So you can open it up, you kind of bend it out, and then you put it around the tree, and it hugs it, and then you close it. I thought there was going to be sound effects. There were no sound effects. Sounds romantic. It does. 
There you go. That's the hinge. Your, your tree hugger sprinkler may have different sounds. Scary. Yeah, it is kind of scary, but it's scary how well it works because you just turn it up a little bit to uh, water the root ball. Oh, no, we've already opened and closed it. You, you, we've, yeah, thank you, Al. Okay, so now now we're turning it on. Uh, I don't know what that sounds like. Uh, turn it on a little bit, and you get a little bit of a drip or a little bit of a spray, and then it goes right down in that root ball to water that or turn it up higher to get a, uh, a wider spray and water the uh, drip line. So check them out at treehuggersprinklers.com and then come to Mill Burgers or H-E-B is where you'll find them. Uh, but it's cheaper to buy them uh, right here, and uh, it's cheaper to, to get them rather than order them online. So uh, uh, take advantage of that and uh, go to treehuggersprinkler.com and learn more. Come on out and check them out here at the nursery. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Calvin, what is that? Is that the Gulf fritillary again? No, no that's uh, black. black. Black swallowtail? Okay. So if I see it in the lantana, is it going to more likely be the black swallowtail? And if I see the citrus, it's what? Probably more likely the uh, giant. giant okay. Swallowtail. I'm learning. Yellow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, let, let's see. You, you were talking about uh, tree hugger sprinkler. I was. And uh, you, as you well know, I've got a article uh, for those people who haven't gotten any rain or for those people who've gotten rain. I got, I got good rains. And this morning when I was walking out to come over here, I had some plants drying out okay. in, in my front bed. Uh, but uh, on that tree hugger sprinkler, the neat thing about it is there's two ways to control the water flow. You can control the water flow at the sprinkler, mm-hmm. or you can control the water flow at the faucet. And uh, since I've got a uh, uh, a timer, which uh, I think you must have, because uh, people get tired. You know, you see people out watering the water holes. They get tired of doing that, and they don't do it. They don't soak it long enough, especially new plant material. So uh, I got that timer. Again, these pictures are all on plantanswers.com on the information index, the first article. Uh, the uh, So anyway, the uh, uh, I got a timer on there. Mm-hmm. You got a timer on there? Yeah. Did Uh-oh. I mention that? I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, and so I just turned the I just turned the faucet on just a very little. Yeah. I I can't tell. It's not a quarter of a turn. It's more like <laughs> you just barely put it on, bar- barely turn it on, and uh, you can adjust it. Uh, by seeing how how much squirt comes out, how, how much right. water flow comes out, and uh, generally I try to uh, have mine at a uh, 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 flow uh, six to eight inches. Okay, squirting out. Right, and uh, I leave it there for four to six hours on my water day, of course. You use the timer to... But uh, this... Uh, no, you can't use it six hours on your water, then. 
Yes, you can. Yeah. Oh. You stop. You just stop. If it. you stop again, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. I misunderstood. Don't mess with my timer. I'm sorry. Uh, Can you turn your timer to go off at 11 and then on again at 7 p.m.? No. No. Some, some mind, you can, but not. You, you want to use a timer that's a clock timer. Right. I mean, not, that, uh, not a flow timer. Some timers <laughs> or some uh, meters yeah. use amount of flow. Well, you can't do that when you're using this uh, slow flow uh, irrigation technique hey, because it'll never never uh, put on that come on there fast enough. Now before we go any further we need to help Denny out real quick so because okay. we're running out of time. Denny's on the line at 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 Denny welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas how you doing today? It's a beautiful day glad to be with you. Yeah I've thanks. i a quick question about Moe Grande hibiscus is More grande. Yes. Is it too late to plant right now? I'm I'm questioning where you found one. Uh, <laughs> that would be the f- first question I got. Oh goodness gracious! Are they unobtainium okay. right now? Yeah, they're kind of rare. Ready to chop out at Spanish or okay. Okay. or somewhere. Yeah, right. it wasn't here. I haven't been able to get any all year. Um, oh, how big is it? No, I want to buy one. Oh, buy one. Uh, (laughs) So you're going to have to sit down and call around. Um, I wouldn't bother with any box stores. So Rainbow and Phoenix, Plant Plant House. I I don't have any. (laughs) He's got other hibiscus. He's got flair. He wants more. Okay. I'm just telling him what he's got. (laughs) Well, I read about Flair. Now, I guess that would be a number two choice. Are you saying there's some of that out? Oh, we do, yeah. We do have yeah. some Flair, and we do have them at half price. Yeah, I was going to tell you that in a minute. He doesn't care right. about half price. Oh, uh, he does, too. <laughs> Once you tell well, him half price, even if he didn't want one, now he wants one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, hey, you Fla- super. Flair is better than more grande. You know, Mr. Moore right. has passed, so I can say that. So, but uh, yeah. it's sterile, strictly sterile, and it's it's almost dwarf. But as far as the Moy Grandes, I think you're going to be unsuccessful finding one. But uh, by God, if you do, uh, I would probably grow it in a pot for the rest of this year, maybe plant it next spring. That way you can protect the roots. Uh, now, they're All right. very likely going to be a source next year. Uh, I didn't have to contract grow them, but I, I think I strong-armed him into growing some. So uh, <laughs> we, we well, will see if that, that actually materializes. Yeah. Well, I, I'm hot to trot. I've got to get something going. I've, I've got a dead space here at the Beethoven Manicor, and I've got to get something in the ground. Well, you can't go wrong with flare. Yeah. Flare is a right, lot better choice. Another, another possibility is a completely different type of hibiscus. So we do have some Altheas. So that's a deciduous hibiscus. Uh, generally, you don't have to worry about cold at all. They just lose their leaves and leaf right back out of the same stem. So we do have some purple ones of those. All right. Okay. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I'm Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you, Denny. Thanks for calling. All right. We'll see you here in a few minutes. 210 308 Oh, coming in. We may be gone, but 
210-308-8867. All right, got a few more minutes left of the show. I, ha- I have a pr- presentation I want to make. Oh, dear. Okay. To, to Milton about uh, to me? what to do in September. You, yes, you know, right you now. What should we that, be doing? You came up with that great idea. It, it is September. There you go. Oh, I can go to the gardening calendar. Yeah, there you right. go. We'll discuss some of these next week. <laughs> It'll still be September. It'll still be September. And written by myself and pro- uh, uh, published a lot by Tom Harris. Yeah. Well, he's he's I, we'll, we'll still read it, though. Yeah, we'll still read it. You, <laughs> you and Tom got along enough to, yeah, to publish yeah. it? Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Not like you and John. <laughs> but anyway. All right. And uh, let's select see. appropriate and recommended tree and shrub varieties to completely renovate your landscape. There you go. All right. You got some of those recommended varieties I here, Trace? I do. And then some. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that with me. Do uh, some reading over the weekend. Yeah, I may not I may not bring it next week. Okay. I'll have it with so <laughs> we can do. But yeah, we had a good discussion about what people should be doing right now. You got any suggestions? <laughs> I think they need to get started on their cool weather crops. Okay. Um, That's a good idea. If they hadn't done a pre-emergent, they need to think about doing it pretty quick. Yep. Um, yeah, we, yes, we kind of debated, and we we re- realized uh, that we would sacrifice some. Some will germinate even if we do it right now. But I think in the I'm with you in the long run. I think we'll you'll uh, prevent a lot of the still prevent a lot of the winter weeds from coming up. Uh, so many people. You know, when I'm driving around, what I see a lot of is pale grass. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we've been so hot. It's been so stressed. Uh, I don't think people have been fertilizing. So, uh, you know, healthy grass uses less water. Okay. So, in my mind, uh, people need to be fertilizing. Whether I think there's still time, in my mind, to use a 19.59, but we did get the 18.612 in. Is the 18.612 the winterizer? It is. Yep, Jerry Jerry agrees with you. I think Calvin did, too, on the 19.59. Yeah. So uh, is that so, correct? So if you got if okay. your grass is growing and the bottom looks green but the top looks pale yellow, uh, you got nitrogen or iron deficiency going on, mm. and uh, it's time to deal with that. Get the yeah. grass healthy before it goes. To Y'all sell those little spreaders that you walk behind? No. Uh, we. <laughs> yes. Do no, you? We, yeah. we still have one, and we also, <laughs> we also loan them. Oh, you do loan them. We do loan them. Oh, that's. That's kinda... why he only has one left. Oh, that's why I only have one to sell left. Oh, okay. But I got like three or four rentals. Okay. How much do they cost to rent? I, I believe it's a $40 refundable. Uh, we probably would take a credit card. Okay. And so you bring it back you there? You bring it back in 24 hours and everything gets torn up. You keep it for more than 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> you, may, you may have bought it. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Well, we've run out of time. I want to thank you guys for listening. And on behalf of the Docs and Trace, thanks to Al doing a great job. We appreciate it. But we're back here next Saturday. You can come visit with us. For more information on everything going on at the nursery, go to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. We will see you next Saturday and Sunday here at Millburgers. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.